The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii, Apostolic Faith Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour a blessing. Praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Head Pastor Billy Hahn, Jr., and I would like to thank you for joining us today. We welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade telecast, being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV Channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC Channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV Channel 8 and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU TV Channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME Channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KOTR TV Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m on station KECY, Channel 9 in El Centro, California, and New Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KZJO, Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. And also from 5 to 6 a.m. on station KJZZ, Channel 14 of Salt Lake City, Utah, parts of Nevada, Idaho, and Wyoming. From 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY-TV, Channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado, and from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church is located at 1043 Middle Street, the headquarters of the gospel of the Kingdom of God for the whole world, with a sign on the roof of the temple, Jesus Coming Soon, a landmark in Kali for over 90 years, and our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, used exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada B. Lockbaum on August the 4th, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hahn Sr. in 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is, those of you in the hospitals and convalescent homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. This morning, our church choir under the leadership of Emilia Hahn will open our telecast singing this joyful song, It's Shouting Time in Heaven. 
sharing this wonderful message that there is hope for all through Christ Jesus. In the midst of our struggles and tribulations, only the Lord Jesus can give us that peace and daily strength to carry on. He calls out to you and me daily out of this troubled and sin-cursed world to be a part of His wonderful plan of salvation. Please join in and sing along with us as you see the words on your television screen. Accompanying the choir will be Edith Matsuki on the piano and Pahaku Carter on the organ. Up next will be our church band under the direction of yours truly to play for you this wonderful and delightful song, May the Good Lord Bless and Keep You. When you come to Jesus with a believing heart, He will take care of you.
Our soloist today will be Pohaku Carter, who will sing her melodious rendition of It Is Well With My Soul. As Pohaku sings this gracious song, her heart is at peace knowing that the Lord's promises are yea and amen. She'll be accompanied by Iris Locke on the piano, Associate Pastor Trustee Evansburg Sr. on the guitar, and Associate Pastor Marvin Abing on the bass. It is well, 
call upon the church choir once again to sing their final number for this morning entitled, I Can Only Imagine. One can only imagine what a happy and blissful day it will be when the Lord says to come up hither and wipe away our tears and be with Him forevermore.
The sounds of our flute section under the direction of Sally Spotcalf will come and soothe your soul with this wonderful number entitled, Show Them the Way to Jesus.
At this time, we call upon two sisters in the Lord and cousins in real life, Seneca Rose Han and Kelsey Pualoa, to blend their voices together in perfect harmony. They will sing a sweet melody that will inspire you entitled, When He Calls Me. It is with great pleasure to dedicate this inspiring song to none other than Mr. Mark Anthony Hahn. May the Lord continue to strengthen you daily as you continue to pray and trust in Him day to day. We pray the Lord will pour forth His blessings upon you in this life and that to come. May God bless you with a beautiful day. When He calls me, I will answer. When He calls me, I will answer. When He Praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Honda, 
and I'd like to repeat our television time stations and locations in the continental United States for our viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California, that these telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KDTV channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV channel 8 and Comcast channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV channel 28 in Eureka, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KOTR-TV channel 11 in Monterey, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY channel 9 in El Centro, California, and Yuma, Arizona, and from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KZJO channel 22 in Seattle, Washington, from 5 to 6 a.m. on station KJZZ-TV channel 14 of Salt Lake City, Utah, parts of Nevada, Idaho, and Wyoming, and from 11 to 12 midnight on station KGB-TV channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado, and from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about our gospel work and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website on JesusComingSoon.org. And now concerning a schedule of gospel services here in our home state, Hawaii, services are held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. and prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. At Akamiki Branch Church located at 1361 Pololo Avenue, gospel services are held on Sundays and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by neighbor island branch churches as services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castanera Sr. in Kanakakai, Molokai, by Pastor Kenneth M. L. Verrio in Lahaina, Maui, by Pastor Walter I. Tinloy in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard K. Y. Asano Sr. in Koloa, Kauai, by Pastor Hannibal Espera in Balogo, Pikawayan, and by Pastor Vesper Espera in President Rojas, Cotobato, Mindanao, Philippines. You are welcome to attend these services regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections. However, if you desire to voluntarily contribute to support these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. And now, I'd like to return our program back to Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., who will bring forth his Spirit-directed and Spirit-inspired sermon. Pastor Billy? Thank you, Melvin. It is God's desire that all people come unto Him in full repentance and receive His salvation full and free. Those who respond and obey His command will be blessed bountifully, spiritually, materially, and physically, and even financially. The soul who rejects and rises up against the Lord shall be devoured by the sword, and there shall be no remedy for His tragic end. Do we dare provoke the Lord to jealousy? Do we dare contend our strength is greater than His? God forbid. He has the power to save, the power to devastate, the power to heal, the power to curse, and the power to overcome, and the power to bless. I invite you to partake in today's message entitled Closing 2015 and Opening the New Year of 2016. And I pray that by the time it concludes, you'll be encouraged to seek the Lord whose powers are limitless and can sustain you in every way.
Today, we are given every opportunity to make things right between ourselves and the Lord Jesus Christ. And please remember that it is never too late to start over again. We cannot turn the clock back, erase, or obliterate sinful actions. However, we can ask for His forgiveness and start anew in Christ Jesus right now. The Lord Jesus Christ is a very merciful, compassionate, long-suffering, and gracious, and truthful Savior and Master. Let us read Psalms. 103, 11 through 13. Who as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward them that fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from us. Like as the Father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. This scripture relates to us that we have an opportunity to ask Jesus Christ to help us close out our transactions from the year of 2015. In doing so, we exhibit that we possess the godly fear in our hearts to prepare ourselves and be ready to diligently serve Him in the new year of 2016. With this kind of Christian attitude, we will come to experience God's holy purpose in our lives and better understand His plan of salvation for our souls. As true born-again Christians, we can recognize the fact that we own nothing, not even ourselves. Jesus Christ himself made that one perfect sacrifice for the sins of all mankind, and he purchased our redemption with a great price, his life. 1 Peter 1, 18-19 points out that we were redeemed by his precious blood. For as much as he know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things, as silver and gold, from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. We have become stewards in this world for Jesus Christ, and we are then called to do His will in helping to promote the salvation of the souls of men and women and children everywhere. Stewardship in God's eyes goes beyond gaining money and beyond being compensated for services rendered. Biblical stewardship is diligent stewardship which involves our time, talents, service, and substance. In the first place, nothing is ours in this life because everything belongs to the Lord Jesus Christ. And we have been entrusted to use those things for just a short span of time. We are able to earn our wages because it is Jesus Christ who gives us the strength to earn those wages. In addition, he asks that we bring him one-tenth of our gross income as our tithe and fuel offering, and we get to keep the other 90%. We deceive ourselves if we think we can go to church on Sundays, pray, sing, and then determine that's sufficient to satisfy God's requirements of holiness. Then again, many true born-again Christians buy cars, homes for themselves, and do not give anything to the Lord Jesus Christ in tithes and funeral offerings. The Bible defines this as robbing God. One day, everyone will come face to face with Jesus Christ, and He will say to them, I gave you the power to earn your money. I gave you talent. I gave you strength, health, and bread. When that happens, they will have no excuses for being disobedient and will not be able to justify their selfishness. The parable in Luke 16.10 also be used in reference to God's tithes and fuel offerings. He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. And he that is unjust in the least is also unjust in much. God's stewardship also includes helping others such as visiting the sick. 
giving clothes to the poor, feeding the hungry, and winning souls for Jesus Christ. These are the marks of a good Christian to display God's love and thoughtfulness for others less fortunate than we are. Matthew 25, 35 through 39 defines it this way. For I was in hunger, and he gave me meat. I was thirsty, and he gave me drink. I was a stranger, and he took me in. Naked, and he clothed me. I was sick, and he visited me. I was in prison, and he came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee in hunger, and fed thee? Or thirsty, and gave thee drink? When saw we thee a stranger, and took thee in? Or naked, and clothed thee? Or when saw we thee sick, or in prison, and come unto thee? And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of these my brethren, ye have done it unto me. In our stewardship for Christ Jesus, we have the responsibility to help influence others through our personal Christian testimony, which in time of need counts greatly in the sight of Jesus Christ. Matthew 5.14 confirms, Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. We must let the light of Jesus Christ burn brightly in our lives to become a benefit to those with whom we come in contact. In God's eyes, our Christian influence never fades away, even after death, as identified by John the Beloved in Revelations 14, 13. And I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Write, Blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth. Yea, saith the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors, and their works do follow them. The Apostle Paul describes the influence of God's Holy Spirit in Galatians 2.20. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Jesus Christ displayed his powerful influence in Mark 1, 14 to 15. Now after that John was put in prison, Jesus came to the Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying, The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel. Jesus Christ preached the gospel of the kingdom of God, calling the whole world unto repentance, because he is not willing that any should perish. When we accept Jesus Christ by repenting and believing the gospel, we gain the knowledge that he is the only Savior for this lost and dying world. Nicodemus, a learned Pharisee, came inquiring of this plan of salvation and received from Jesus Christ the exact steps required by all mankind to inherit eternal life. We pick up the conversation between Jesus Christ and Nicodemus in John 3, 5. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And in the six to seven verses, it reads, That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. We cannot change or delete God's commandment to be born again. The proper decision is always to accept God's plan of salvation in Christ Jesus. Once we do so, we will be blessed to become a strong advocate and witness for Jesus Christ in these perilous times. 
We can say without reservation that it is one of the greatest professions when we are called to preach or to tell others about the gospel of the kingdom of God, especially to the nations in this world. Repentance in Christ Jesus is the first step in coming to Jesus Christ, the Almighty God, and it brings us face to face with Him. To repent is more than just agreeing to reform ourselves. We are introduced to Jesus Christ as our Master, Savior, and Lord. Paul summarizes repentance in Romans 10, 9 through 10, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God had raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. God's plan of salvation cannot be found in any human form because it is a miracle of Jesus Christ that is performed on believers when we accept Him. The next step is by being baptized by immersion in water in the name of Jesus Christ as an act of a good conscience toward God. The blood of Jesus Christ removes our sins as proclaimed in Luke 5, 20-24. And when he saw their faith, he said unto him, Man, thy sins are forgiven thee. And the scribes and the Pharisees began to reason, saying, Who is this which speaketh blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? But when Jesus perceived their thoughts, he answering said unto them, What reason ye in your hearts? Whether it is easier to say, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, Rise up and walk? But that he may know that the Son of Man hath power upon earth to forgive sins. I say unto thee, Arise, and take up thy couch, and go into thine house. When we are baptized by immersion in water in the name of Jesus Christ, our sins are removed. We are made whole, purified, and fit for the kingdom of God. Being born again of water and of the Spirit is declared by Peter in Acts 2.38. Repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Jesus Christ is the only name authorized to remove our sins as addressed in Acts 4.12. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. And in Acts 2.4, we find the speaking in an unknown tongue or language, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. On the day of Pentecost, the 120 believers tarried for God's Holy Spirit 10 days and were rewarded by being filled as God's sign in establishing His first spiritual church called the Body of Christ. The infilling of the 120 believers with God's Holy Spirit in Jerusalem was confirmed by Jesus Christ when 3,000 souls were baptized in His name in one day. In addition, the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. Paul describes the kingdom of God in Romans 14, 17. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Jesus Christ also defines the kingdom of God in Luke 17, 20 to 21. And when he was demanded of the Pharisees, when the kingdom of God should come, he answered them and said, The kingdom of God cometh not with observation, neither shall they say, Lo, here, or lo, there, for behold, the kingdom of God is within you. God's answer was direct. The kingdom of God is not seen outwardly. It exists in the hearts of men. Fortunately for the people of that time, they did not recognize the fact that the kingdom was actually in the midst in the person of Jesus Christ and his disciples. 
very soon, dear television viewers, the Lord Jesus Christ will return for us, so we must prepare now before having to face him at his judgment seat. Corinthians 5, 2 Corinthians 5.10 tells us, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body, according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. The book of life will be opened. Our Jesus and Jesus Christ will be the judge. We who have been born again in his name and have his Holy Spirit will have our names written therein. We as saints of God who have been redeemed will not be judged for our sin like the unbelievers who have rejected his plan of salvation. At the judgment seat of Christ, some will be commended and rewarded, while others will have to answer to Jesus Christ for the things they have done and why they've wasted lives. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 11:31 to 32, For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord that we should not be condemned with the world. We are living in the closing days of times, as the Gospel of Mark 13, 32-33 tells us, But of that day and that hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels which are in heaven, neither the Son, but the Father. Take ye heed, watch, and pray. For you know not when the time is. We are encouraged to watch and pray until Jesus Christ returns in clouds of glory. Being watchful relates to being up and doing for him in telling others about his wonderful plan of salvation. Luke 17, 7 through 10 sets the stage. But which of you, having a servant plowing or feeding, or feeding cattle, will say unto him by and by, when he is come from the field, go and sit down to meet, and will not rather say unto him, make ready, wherewith I may sup, and gird thyself and serve me to what I have eaten and drunken, and afterward thou shalt eat and drink. Doth he thank that servant because he did the things that were commanded him? I trow not. So likewise ye, when ye shall have done all the things which are commanded you, say we are unprofitable servants. We have done that which was our duty to do. As saints, we must exercise and oppose God's commandments on a daily basis. We also need to include our children and young people in everything we do for Jesus Christ. Our influence as parents on our children and other young people is invaluable. We must be examples to our children and not the children to the parents, as Paul instructs in 2 Corinthians 12 to 14, For I seek not yours, but you. For the children ought not to lay up for the parents, but the parents for the children. As concerned parents for our children, we should live and teach them to love the Lord Jesus Christ, just as we do ourselves. In this way, they will always return the favor in saying, I had the best father and mother that ever lived, and I want to be just like them. Someday, everyone must give an accounting to God as described in Romans 14, 11 to 12. For it is written, as I live, saith the Lord, every knee shall bow to me and every tongue shall confess to God. So then every one of us shall give account of himself to God. Matthew 12, 35 to 37 gives his accounting. A good man out of the good treasure of the heart bringing forth good things, and an evil man out of the evil treasure bringing forth evil things. But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. What a sobering realization indeed to know that our very words commit us to a future destiny and express our character whether in honesty or in error. 
Everything performed in this life is recorded in heaven and will be recorded on the day of judgment. Hebrews 13, 17 also relates, Obey them that have the rule over you, and submit yourselves for they watch for your souls, as they must give account that they may do it with joy and not with grief, for that is unprofitable for you. Jesus Christ responded to the rich young ruler in Mark 10, 21-23. Then Jesus, beholding him, loved him and said unto him, One thing thou lackest, go thy way, sell whatsoever thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven. And come, take up the cross, and follow me. And he was sad at that saying, and went away grieved. For he had great possessions. And Jesus looked round about and said unto his disciples, How hardly shall they that have riches enter into the kingdom of God? The Lord Jesus Christ requires that we completely render ourselves to him and live a holy life by obeying his commandments. Hence, this rich young ruler did not heed the instruction of Jesus Christ to give up his great positions, and he lost out entering into the kingdom of God. We must not be like the rich young ruler who failed to realize the futility of trying to live a Christian life and rely upon his own strength. 1 Peter 4, 5-7 gives us his guidance to live by. Who shall give account to him that is ready to judge the quick and the dead? For this cause was the gospel preached also to them that are dead, that they might be judged according to men by the flesh, but live according to God in the spirit. But the end of all things is at hand. Be therefore sober and watch unto prayer. God awakens all mankind to the realization that we must take account of ourselves daily and depend wholeheartedly upon His Holy Spirit to attain any degree of holiness. 1 Corinthians 11, 28-30 advises, But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. Mark 8, 36-37 gives us God's final word of advice. For what shall it profit a man? If he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul, or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? The answer is nothing is more important is this life than the salvation of our souls. Let us then close out the old year of 2015 and open the new year of 2016 by putting Jesus Christ first in our lives. If you'd like to review God's Word and the church and view these telecast presentations, in their entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Until our next telecast, this is your host, Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hollow of His hands. Have a very blessed and happy 2016 New Year. As we bring your New Year's telecast to a close, the church band will play for you this jubilant and soul-saving song entitled, My Savior's Love.
The preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.